Hi, you're listening to the Games Industry Doctors podcast. I'm James Butter. I'm joined this week by Olivier de Rontelier. Hi, I'm Chip. I'm the studio manager for Ubisoft Philippines. Hello, I'm Jean-François Vallée. I'm a studio manager at Ubisoft in Chengdu. We should probably clarify that you're also Ubisoft. Yeah, so I'm Olivier Dortelier, managing director for Ubisoft Singapore, Ubisoft Chengdu, and Ubisoft Philippines. Mm. Now, I brought you guys in, and thank you so much for your time today, um, because we've been learning this week a lot about the the Southeast Asia games market, and and you three are obviously your your studio to big players in this, um, and particularly notable players because you're one of the only Western, if not the only Western firm, to kind of enter this market. So. Looking at the, the Southeast Asia games industry in general, like kind of what are the what are the big draws? What what brings a Western firm into this region of the world? So uh, it's all about talents. Uh, the the objective when we came to uh, Southeast Asia was to uh, to uh, tap into a big pool of talents that we were not tapping into at that time, and uh, that's why we decided to uh, to come to Singapore first. Uh, almost at the same time, we, we went to uh, Chengdu. Uh, it's a very yeah, different pool of talent. And recently, we decided to go to the Philippines. And it's three different contexts with three different uh, t- type of people and talent. And uh, that's very, that makes it very interesting. I think if you look at uh, Chengdu, for example, uh, it's a city of 15 million people. So it's a very large city, one of the top 10 cities in, uh, in China. And uh, there's a lot of innovation going on in China, and we see that China is catching up on a lot of online services and technology. So this, for us, it's a very attractive pool of talent that can help us uh, bring back these uh, some of these technologies in our game. You've uh, noticed that Skull and Bone will be, uh, you know, a, have a strong digital offering and a strong digi- digital service. Mm. Uh, so this is some of the talents that we can find uh, in Chengdu. And in the Philippines, for us, it was a very compelling reason. Um, it's a huge country, uh, 100 million people, with a median age of uh, 23 years old. You know, very tech savvy. Uh, we're actually the social media capital of the world. Uh, we spend more time on social media than uh, anyone else in the world. And the Filipinos are inherently very creative. Uh, as a matter of fact, some of the best artists in games are Filipino. Mm. And you know, it's just a sign of trust uh, that, that Ubisoft's there, and we, we see the potential. From your guys' perspective, it's kind of interesting because I'm, I'm obviously you know, based in the West, and we kind of report on, you know, Singapore, China, Japan, like you know, the Southeast Asia. All these kind of these markets is, is very kind of different from, you know, Europe, America, the, you know, the, the the other side of the world. From your perspective, kind of, what do you th- what seems to be the perception of the Southeast Asia market from? The, the West, like, do you read coverage like kind of from other, you know, from even from sites like mine, and think, no, you've got that wrong. There's kind of some misconceptions, misunderstandings. So the f- the first and very important thing about uh, what we are doing is uh, we are focusing on talent. So uh, yes, of course, uh, uh, we find uh, people with a different culture and with a with a different culture of gaming uh, here, and that's we think make our game better um, the, the the free-to-play uh, very connected free-to-play PC and mobile uh, uh, gaming experience are very strong uh, uh, in the region and I think uh, having people exposed early to this uh, to this type of um, experience uh, help us to uh, have another flavor in our game so uh, that's the reason why we started Ghost Recon Phantoms uh, a few years back, uh, we had people in our team that could bring this expertise and, and, and this uh, player experience that they, they had uh, uh, from the game 
in in their country and i think today as as jeff was saying uh, it's uh, we can we can also build on that this those gaming experience that they are bringing to uh, build strong service for the games that we are building now like uh, skull and bones i think one of the misconceptions that could could happen uh, when you're in china is that the know maybe the country is closed or isolated but actually uh, you know uh, a lot of people understand you know the the, the worldwide gaming um, you know the consoles are now available in China so uh, you know w our guys plays the latest games on console on PC and on mobile and uh, they're pretty savvy to to uh, to uh, see the world and uh, try to understand a little bit more what's happening in the West and uh, at the same time uh, you know, we used to say that China was a little bit backward in terms of technology. Uh, you know, where uh, you know, when I came to China 12 years ago, we used to pay with, you know, uh, paper money, but now everything is online. There's a huge uh, platform of payments. Uh, you can uh, order a lot of stuff directly online through, uh, you know, a social application and so on. So, uh, you know, China is 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 really growing fast in these technologies and in, in these innovation, and they're very savvy to see a little bit more of what's happening in the world. Mm. China's an interesting, I said before, before you come in, so right. China's an interesting one because obviously it's, it's uh, according to a report recently, the biggest games market in the world. It accounts for like 25% of the world's gaming revenues. Like you're kind of on, you know, on the factory floor, like does it, it, does it get frustrating that, that, like you say, China is seen as this closed, isolated market, when there's a, it, whereas in fact it is kind of leading the way? Uh, I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. It, uh, uh, you know, like you said, the the, the it's the number one uh, gaming market in the world, and uh, the, the the biggest mobile game is actually developed in uh, Tencent at Chengdu. So it's a uh, it's uh, in the region where we are, and uh, it's 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 uh, you know they they're bringing a lot of innovation in these games, and you know uh, sometimes you know people say you know ah oh, if you go to China they will steal your technology and. And uh, you know, aren't you afraid that they're going to steal your know-how? But actually, I think it's a great exchange. You know, we're developing high-quality uh, IP and universe, and uh, you know, they can learn from that. And uh, we can also learn from the you know Chinese uh, mobile market. They're uh, really understanding very well their players. They're really focusing development to serve and understand these players better. And so, all this can be really exchanged. You know, we can learn from from these developers. And it's also one of the reasons you know we're in we're in Chengdu because we want to attract more talent. We want to you know learn some of the ways that games are developed in China. We also want to infuse some of our own know-how. So for me, it's a good uh, symbiosis. It's a good uh, it's a good synergies. I think we we at Ubisoft we have uh, brands that uh, we think have a worldwide potential. Brands like uh, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Watch Dogs, etc. Have a huge a huge universe, huge character, etc., and we, we we can reach out um, many many markets thanks to those brands. But uh, we need also to incorporate in in the way we are building our game new approach that we that we bring from from China or from other regions. That's why the talents we find uh, here in the region or in China are, are, are making our brands be better. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, you guys, as as part of a, a massive, you know, international publisher like Ubisoft, like you're you're making games for the world, not just for these these markets. But kind of, how do you balance kind of the skills you have and the the talent that you've got between you know 
dedicating resources to an international game versus making one for a more local market that will that will do just as well or, or like do really well in this area. Okay, so we really believe that um, the strength of Ubisoft is uh, its capacity to build strong universe. Uh, beautiful universe, strong universe, strong characters, strong stories, and uh, uh, strong experience. And we we really believe that if we manage to uh, make, uh, to create, uh, or to support existing universes uh, of Ubisoft, uh, we'll be able to uh, bridge to new markets and and uh, exist on many different markets. So uh, that's that's our approach. That's why. Uh, we've been supporting Assassin's Creed for a long time here in Singapore or in Chengdu uh, and uh, we are building skull and bones here in Singapore we want to create a strong experience and a strong universe uh, that we are convinced can reach out many many uh, different markets this pirate fantasy is universal uh, and, and, and we think that uh, we have the opportunity to to create those universes. So uh, that's our approach to new markets, changing and fast fast changing uh, environment. Is a strong universe can last and and uh, and stay. We also believe that uh, you know a good gameplay should be universal, should not be necessarily located to a, or, or, or locked to a region, mm. and at the same time, uh, uh, you know, uh, having all these culture. Uh, all these people from different culture working on our games, I think it really enriched the game experience in the game world. Uh, so for example, in, in 2006, I was working on Splinter Cell Double Agent, and we, uh, you know, we had a scene, we had a, a, you know, a level that was built in Shanghai, and it was one of the, the, the really popular level, and you, know, you could, you could you really uh, feel um, you know, the, 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 the fast pace of the city of Shanghai, mix with the covered action of spin to sell and, and, and all this and it was it, it worked pretty well uh, more to that point it's actually you know when you have creative products like games um, a lot of uh, what makes it successful is the people and the team and what we see is that when you tap into different talent pools it always brings a little extra flavor a little extra touch and it's a reflection of the team and the diversity that we have We've been looking at Skull and Bones this morning, and um, I find it interesting that it's it's set in the Indian Ocean rather than the Caribbean, which is where typical pirate games tend to be. And I, I, the, it was explained away as, as you know, it's partly because obviously like, that genuinely historically was a massive hotspot for piracy. But is it, was that also an effort to kind of draw more attention to the stories that this region can tell and and have more games kind of set around this area because you know, this is a massive part of the world, and and you don't tend to see many games set here. So it creates some opportunity for sure. But the, the the first reason why we choose this region is because it's, as you were saying, it's, it was a huge uh, region for for piracy, and some of the big heists, uh, the biggest heist happened in, in, in the Indian Ocean. So that's why it was interesting for us to to tell this story. But of course, yes, it it creates some opportunities. I mean, would you would you guys like to see um, either through yourselves or from kind of like you know other local studios, kind of more? More games based on kind of the local culture, local folklore, and more stories told from this region that, that become international products. Yeah, of course it could ha it could happen, and uh, and uh, it you know it, everything will come from our creative people, you know, to to bring new ideas, uh, ideas that we think we, we can have a 
a big scale because that's important with uh, the the now with the, the amount we are investing in in production of course we are we are on, on, on big big product that they have a potential uh, massive reach uh, and um, but yes I think uh, the company is very open and is pushing uh, uh, the teams to bring new ideas so why not you know everything can happen yeah, reality is, uh, is often uh, bigger than fiction and uh, you know if you look at the you know the games that we're producing at Ubisoft it's uh, often anchored in, in a, a strong reality strong uh, historical uh, background uh, Scarlet Modes obviously is in, uh, in this region in the ocean uh, in um, Indian Ocean sorry and uh, also uh, Assassin's Creed Origin is taking place in Egypt you know so we're also telling the story you know of you know the you know recounting history of what's happening in Egypt and, and so on so we we always take um, you know the world that we live in as a base for for the universe that we want to create and I think I think that's something that's really important and it's part of the core uh, DNA of uh, Ubisoft in general so yeah who knows maybe some story might come out from China Philippines Maybe Singapore in the, yeah. the early days. We don't, we don't, we don't have limits uh, in terms of uh, how we build our fantasy, etc. It, it all comes from from the team. Great ideas, great vision, and uh, so yeah. I, I've never been to Singapore before this week, and we kind of had a quick tour yesterday. And I, I was going around thinking, like, one of the things I was thinking is like. A watchdog style game set in Singapore would be like really interesting, like particularly given the kind of the tech focus here and the kind of the pushing for kind of more futuristic, like modern, you know, architecture and, and infrastructure. Like it'd be really interesting to see a few more games set around here. So, yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah they should come visit. Maybe <laughs> they would get inspired. <laughs> <laughs> The three of you, obviously, your studios work quite closely together. That's partly, obviously, the, the Ubisoft model of you know the studios collaborating on these massive projects. But also, also you guys are quite different in that you, the three of you, are quite close because your studios are so close geographically in terms of like the same time. I, the, looking at the wider industry around you, mate, kind of how close, how closely does the industry kind of work with each other and, and communicate? How how many, how much in, in industry effort is there to kind of highlight what's going on in this region when it comes to making games? Um, well, I no, I think that we've we've uh, wh when you're setting up a studio, uh, obviously you you have to work a lot with the you know the local the local environment and where you are. I, I, I know that when we established uh, Chengdu, we you know tapped into university, local university. We went to see uh, you know other game uh, company in the region and in the city, try to understand a little bit better that that uh, their perspective. I think that one thing that I uh, you know I, I don't know about other industry. I've been in the game industry for twenty years, and, and that's the what I know the most. It's an industry that you know we share a lot. You know, there's the game developers conference. There's a couple of events around the world where game developers are very close to each other so we often you know discuss together create association get to know where uh, you know the market that we're going to go in so we are i think we're pretty close to our our industry i, I don't know about you uh, chip or yeah i mean it's the same thing in the philippines especially when you're starting out and you know you really want to build industry from the ground up and that's why you know we have our partnership with De La Salle University. Um, we're launching those courses, making sure you know we develop not just the employees we hire, but you know future game developers. Uh, just to speak to this a bit uh, again, you know it's a very personal thing with me because when I graduated back in the day, 
there was no game development courses and I learned game development by hacking saved files, you know, <laughs> giving myself gold, giving myself mana, and that's how I learned it. Mm. And so for me, it's a very personal thing, you know, to be able to grow it and give people the chance I wish I had. Mm. That must be quite motivating for you, because as you say, you, you've kind of come from that kind of background, like there must be, there must be so many, you've already said like about the amount of talent here, and there's clearly a lot of like massive tech companies here, so that's already producing kind of established and experienced talent, but there must be untapped talent that, as you say, like through your partnership with the, the local university, you're actually trying to reach out to people who might not have, have the chance to kind of get into games industry and games development, and, and you guys are able to, to afford them that opportunity. Absolutely. And, and you know, um, especially, you know, when, when you're starting out, you have a lot of passionate people and they just need a direction. They just need to know what to do and, you know, to tap that passion. And uh, that's what we're looking for, you know, talented, passionate people who, who want to make great games. And so what kind of advice would you give to any, because vast majority of our listeners, I imagine, are based in the West, you know, US, Europe, etc. Advice to partly like people who would want to come here and just kind of and do deals with partners and you know and, and bring their games out here advice for them but also advice for people who might consider setting up a studio here or setting up a kind of a new business like one what what things do they need to know about China Southeast Asia before they even begin to attempt that so I think uh, yeah so when we talk about the three uh, studios here Singapore uh, Chengdu or the Philippines there are three very very different contexts so uh, you have to understand which country <laughs> you're you are, uh, picking because uh, as we were saying uh, Chengdu is a is an opportunity to uh, uh, tap into tap into a, a talent pool with high exposure to a fast growing market etc Philippines is a high potential uh, country uh, with with an ecosystem that is uh, in construction, so uh, uh, it's it's a different it's a different context. And here in Singapore, uh, it's a very attractive city for for expert worldwide. There's a very strong education. The industry has been growing. So we we started more or less uh, the industry uh, uh, nine years ago. So it's three very dif different contexts. So uh, know what you want to do, uh, and and before you decide which country you want to go and build build your studio, because. Those are very, very different uh, uh, contexts. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time this week. Um, thank you very much for inviting me to your studio as well. Uh, best of luck with Skull and Bones and uh, all the other projects you guys have got uh, on in, you know, in your three studios. Okay. Right, thanks for having us. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us. Thank a, you very much. Great, thank great you very much. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. All right, all right thank you.